It missed four? Yeah. On the countdown? It was like five, three. No, it two, didn't. Really? One. Or maybe I blinked. Mm. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome to the first ever Fickle Juice podcast show. Episode. Episode? That's the word we were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> the first Fickle Juice episode brought to you by Chelsea Byrne and Erin O'Rourke. That was very well done. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like you can start. Do you okay. want to tell everyone... What's Fickle Juice about? Yeah, let's get into it. So Fickle Juice is our brand new podcast we are launching that discusses why artists are artists in this crazy world and just why we're so drawn to continuing to make art. Do you think it's a blessing or a curse? An absolute curse. (laughs) Personally. I tend tend to agree. Um, No, it's a blessing. It's actually, oh yeah. It is quite a privilege to be part of like dance and the dance industry and the dance the dance community more so than the industry. I think. Absolutely, um, I feel like the community also just helps you feel supported in doing this, right? Yeah. So it's a curse, but it feels like a blessing because of the support. Yeah. Within the community, it's like that. I don't know. I'm frenemies with dance. hundred oh, <laughs> percent. It's a love hate relationship. <laughs> You're still young. Have you tried to leave yet? Oh, I've thought about it many times. <laughs> I feel like this would be a good time for me to leave, but I'm just drawn back in every time. Yeah, we'll get we'll go a bit deeper into that in a bit, I think. This podcast is really about, um, I guess, sustainability in, mm-hmm. in dance and why we're here. Like you said, what we're, what we're drawn to, what mm-hmm. keeps us here, what keeps us moving, what keeps us making. Mm-hmm. Instead of going out and growing up and getting a real job. Exactly. <laughs> How to sustain um, a career in the arts and why there's so many of us still here. Well, and not just a career too, like how to sustain a practice, how to stay motivated. Um, I'm really interested in, yeah, what fuels other people into making work like why they started making work in the first place or yeah not just what holds them but what what brought them in definitely and I feel like so many people have so many different motivations and that's what this podcast is going to cultivate or like bring together conversations and interviews that we will um do to try and get a roundabout view of why we're all here and what sustains each and every one of our practices. Yeah. Well said. So we're both kind of, I don't know, part of this um, emerging choreographers program at Dance House at the moment. And where the idea for the podcast came from actually predated ACP. Yeah. It was like, I think we were coming home from a Chunky Move show I gave Erin a lift yeah. and we just started, well, I don't even know, what, what, do you remember what we were talking about? I don't remember, but I feel like I had always wanted to do a podcast or like was really drawn to like having conversations with people mm. and kind of pitched it to you. Mm. And we, See, my memory is that I pitched it to you, so. Well, Chelsea, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was my idea. Pretty sure it was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's the beauty of it because... It, it became our thing. Yeah. It became our idea and 
what is it, like a year later? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're finally sitting down and recording our first episode to the podcast. Yeah, go us. Go us. I do feel like, though, as we kind of start talking to people and, um, yeah, connecting with people that whatever we think this is going to be right now is going to naturally evolve. Um, yeah, like any other work, um, just starting with an idea and then... Absolutely. And like the name Fickle Juice, it's just a pile of juice that we're going to... F- swim our way through and try and figure out <laughs> as we go along yeah so we're both part of the emerging choreographers program at dance house at the moment um do you want to talk a bit more about what that program is yeah so basically um yeah dance house have been really generous in giving us time and space and uh the opportunity to work with um quite a few different uh artists throughout the year Um, and we're just about to, and mentorship, mentorship's been a massive part of that. Um, and we will be having a few mentors in the next couple of episodes, which is quite exciting. Um, a few of our mentors in the next couple of episodes. Um, yeah, it's also kind of, I mean, for me, the reason that I applied for it was because I kind of felt like after you know, that thing that happened over the last couple of years (laughs) where we all went a little bit insane and kind of detached from dance and detached from community. Um, I felt like I needed a way to reconnect. Um, and yeah, I think dance house for me is definitely hate to say it, but my tribe, um, not that I hate to say that dance house is my tribe, but just the word my tribe is a bit, you know, whatever. Um, (laughs) But yeah, and so we're kind of coming up to our takeover, which basically um, everyone in the Emerging Choreographers program has an opportunity to take over Dance House and show our work and our practice. And I guess, yeah, this podcast too is an offering of what could potentially become part of our practice. Um, Mm -hmm. I am talking a lot. What? That's okay. <laughs> what are you? What What brought you to ECP? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, <laughs> I always find these so hard to answer. That's okay. Just do your best. Um, I was drawn to ECP because of the support that Dance House was offering um, as an emerging choreographer. You seemed confused by that. Yeah, I was like, "Am I?" An emerging, yeah. Oh, that is also a much bigger question. Oh, that's a big question in like what is emerging. I was talking to someone recently actually at um, post show drinks about if they think they're emerging or if they've emerged and what does emerge mean and what when can you call yourself an established artist? Or someone even said to me they were like, You've emerged and I was like, No, I <laughs> from have <what>? not. <laughs> from where? From what? Like what means you've emerged when do you become a mid-career artist yeah I mean obviously I'm not I'm 23 but I'm definitely I mean emerging. maybe you are in the, I, maybe I'm in the Doomsday, middle of my maybe career. you're in the middle of your career right now <laughs> joining the 27 club <laughs> um that got really dark. do you, um, like so you do you identify as an emerging artist definitely okay definitely 
Um, but yeah, I was drawn to the support that Dance House was offering and also just the community that allowed, like I'd just moved to Melbourne. Mm. Um, I was really interested in meeting other like-minded artists at the same stage of their career. Cause I think that's really, um, a supportive place to really dive into your practice and your making uh, surrounded by so many people that are doing that as well, as well as having these mentorships from established artists or what I call established artists and they would probably call themselves established yeah. artists. I think too, like, yeah, the community, that community is also really eclectic. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, the opportunity to be able to meet people and get feedback from people and have conversations with people who are in different stages of their practice or um, come from dis- different disciplines. Definitely. This program with Dance House, the Imagine Choreographers program, brought together 20 artists and we were from different backgrounds. So there's contemporary artists, there's street dance artists, Indian classical artists. Mm. The mentors are from different backgrounds themselves and it's just been an incredible place to learn more about the dance industry as a whole. Mm. So yeah, you've, you've had quite a big year this year. I have had a big year. It's been pretty wild. Yeah. Tell, share what's been happening. Yeah, I mean, I just won the Telstra Emerging Choreographer, mm-hmm. which the Oz Ballet run with their um, biggest supporter, Telstra, which was an incredible opportunity to make a five-minute film with a $3,000 budget that the Oz Ballet gave to us thanks to Telstra. And then out of the three finalists, I was chosen as the winner, which was incredible news so you are an officially an emerging choreographer like the australian ballet says so yeah like i am (laughs) the emerging choreographer holy crap dude for 2022 wow yeah it's massive haven't emerged yet though yeah we're sitting in the emerging (laughs) but other things what else have i done that was a main thing making films i'm really into making films um i've also have been working with Harrison Hall on a project which we're actually performing at the moment called Body Crisis at the Substation, working with heaps of motion capture and tech stuff, which has been such a big learning curve and so inspirational with like the collaboration and what art can be. Yeah, it sounds pretty wild. Yeah, when it's so like interconnected with tech, people from Taiwan, like intercontinental intercultural interdisciplinary wow all the inters inters. so fun fact sorry i'm just gonna bunny go for it i do um initially we were gonna call this podcast all of the peas um i don't know why we got so fixated on food um we were probably hungry in our pickle juice in that chat peas pickle juice all of the green stuff (laughs) but maybe it should be called all the greens yeah when all the peas was like, what talking about like practice, performance, process. What else was there? I don't know. Persistence, anyway. precarity. Oh There's yeah, a lot. yeah. There's a lot. All of the peas. All the peas. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of glad we didn't call it that now. Me too. Anyway, back to you. Sorry, that was a really random yeah. side note, but I loved it. I feel like my brain doesn't do straight lines <laughs> no that's fine this podcast isn't about straight lines it's about why we're here you know 
Um, what else have I been doing? That's kind of it. That's not true. What else have you done this year? Like, that's what you've been doing in like the last four months. Not even. Two months. Two months. (laughs) Yeah. True. I'm working, I've been working with Jenny Large this year. We're actually Mm -hmm. performing in Tassie next year. Sweet. What's that performance? It's called Body Body Commodity, the work. Oh Um, yeah. I've seen you in the, uh. The advertisement for that. In the promo in, in with the all promo the foam. Yeah, my little baby headdress on. Looks rad. We love it. Yeah, so we're performing that. It's Jenny's first major work. Really? Being presented at Monofoma. Yeah. First oh. full-length major work. Wow. See, I would have put Jenny in that established pile. I would say she is. But as a choreographer, she, I don't know. Jenny, you need to tell us what you Jenny, think. what do you consider? We'll get you on the podcast, yeah. don't worry. <laughs> um, so that's being performed at Mona Foma Festival in Launceston in February. So that's a fun project coming up. And yeah, the majority, the rest of my year has been dance house stuff. Mm. And I think talking about like what I'm interested in at the moment or through the span of this program at dance house i think i actually had a re- some really good advice given to me by ashley dyer when he was running the program for us at the start and it was it was talking about how you don't have to make your practice into anything it just it just is what it is and because i was really worried i was doing all these secondments like traveling heaps was mm. always in like these different developments and processes with people And I was stressed that I wasn't giving enough time to the dance house thing or my own choreographic practice. And he was like, no, use that. Like, that's Mm, all part of it. it. That's all the practice. Like, that's what your practice is. So, like, spend the time to be in those processes. Take the time to reflect on it and bring it into the next time you're in the studio or stay back later one day and play around with your own movement pathways Mm. and I thought that was yeah just incredible advice in terms of like being an emerging artist dancer and performer and choreographer just using what you have around you Mm. using what is given to you and just making it what it is Mm. I do feel like like everything even not just like dance and practice stuff, like what you read, what you watch, what you experience in the world inevitably is going to affect your practice. hundred percent. Like, yeah. Um, but that's basically me for the year. <laughs> what have you been up to this year, Chelsea? <sighs> <laughs> Nah, um, yeah, I've been in a bit of an existential crisis mode this year. Um, 2022, <laughs> we're still getting out of the I feel like, yeah, crisis, everything's in crisis. I feel like I'm just going to be in a constant state of crisis from now on. Um, yeah, so I've been trying to let go of the things that I think hold me back in my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and simultaneously decide what my relationship is to dance and making and whether, whether to actually continue Mm -hmm. has been a huge part of this year. Um, 
I facilitated for work early this year that brought together um, 10 young people who, yeah, made a work that explored and kind of was evolved from discussion around the things that piss them off in the world at the moment. Um, and yeah, these like incredible 10 fierce young people who just blew my mind. Like I, we've got like 14 year olds talking about internalized misogyny and, um, how capitalism is the root cause of so many of the world's problems, which I don't think, yeah, I, I'm thinking about what I was like at that age or even, I don't know, like 10 years ago. And they were not words that would have even formed in my brain. Um, So that has been an incredible privilege. And through that got to collaborate um, and employ, um, yeah, quite a few artists from different disciplines. Um, And yeah, which was, again, super lucky to do that. Um, I got a grant from Stonington Council, mm-hmm. um, which is, yeah, my first successful grant, which is kind of funny. I feel like I've been applying for grants forever and I didn't actually think I'd get this one um, and kind of went through a, just a pretty crappy stage yeah. in my personal life and then found out that I got the grant and my first reaction was actually like, holy crap, I actually have to do this thing now. Yeah. Um, and I guess this comes back to our conversation about being a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Um, cause I, I feel like this is just an ode to exactly what we're talking about, right? Like you go through these waves and dips the whole time. Like I remember when I found out I was in the Telstra thing, mm. I'd just gotten some bad news that I wasn't in something else. And mm. it's just yeah, like, I remember that. Yeah. So you're just like crashing and then something else happens and you, you're Phoenix, you're coming back <laughs> up. Exactly. You've got to burn. To set fire and live again. Oh, God. <laughs> That's really bad. Ignore our metaphors. Chelsea's a bad influence on me. <laughs> what are you talking about? My metaphors are great. Um, yeah, so that was probably the main focus of my year. And, I mean, I've, I've been working across the youth sector. I used to be a, um, a high school teacher. Um, and, actually, really, that's kind of where my practice started. Um, I, yeah, was just kind of getting a bit... I was making work with young people um, in a way that was a little bit controversial at the time, but not really basically giving them agency to create, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think is controversial at all. Um, but through the lens of a few different schools and a few different dance schools, um, it's kind of not what they had expected from me. Yeah. It didn't meet their expectations. Um But also I felt like I was creating work in a way that was very much modeling for them how to get marks for their year 12 Mm -hmm. choreography assessments. Um, So I was working initially in New South Wales um, and then before I moved to to Melbourne. Um, And yeah, so the whole, even like, sorry, I've gone on a massive tangent here. No, that's fine. Um, I, yeah, really struggled since kind of, Coming out of that, since phoenixing out of that. (laughs) Um, Sorry, there's going to be lots of bad metaphors on here. Um, Yeah, and moving to Melbourne and kind of getting exposed to what, like, dance in the broader sense is down here. Mm -hmm. Um, In kind of my mid-20s, really, like, sparked a, like, oh, 
I could actually do this. Like I could, I could be a dancer. I could be an artist. And it took me a really long time though, to like be able to call myself an artist. Mm -hmm. Um, and I still, it's funny, like the emerging conversation, I feel like I like pop my head out of the little hole that I'm emerging from very briefly and then sink back into it as deeply as I can. It's just like a little peeking out and then sinking back in. But I think the whole conversation about emerging and establishes a similar conversation to what constitutes you as an artist. Like who can call themselves an artist? Mm. Well, I mean, I used to joke about this idea of like, when are you an artist and when are you a hipster? Like, you know, the hipsters are like the ones that like talk about making art, but never actually do anything. Yeah. But then maybe they don't have a practice either. Maybe they're just talking about a practice. I feel like hipsters I feel is like an old you... term, Chelsea. <sighs> I'm old. Um, if you can't tell, if you don't know us and you uh, can't tell already, there is a little bit of an age gap between Aaron Two and different myself. generations and it works. Shut up on the generation thing. We humble each other. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I feel like that youth programs really give me a sense of purpose. It's Mm -hmm. still been really hard. Um, But yeah, I guess I see myself... And the reason I guess I'm circling back around to like that whole conversation about, you know, what keeps us here and why we devote ourselves to dance or artistic pra- mm. practice for me it's being able to share my knowledge and facilitate for other people to this is going to sound a bit naff but like believe in themselves a little bit yeah. and um yeah acknowledge that everyone is capable of doing whatever they want to do within their artistic practice and that Um, there's, you know, so many different ways to go about practice and process and, um, expression and yeah, the, I'm really like interested with, I guess teaching is also a massive, massive part of my practice. And for a long time, I thought about them as being quite separate. Um, but yeah, like what I've been, what I like the reciprocal relationship of teaching and making work or just sharing, yeah, sharing practice with young people mm. or anyone for that matter, what that generates. And it, you know, I'm for a while, I, I don't know, I've always kind of, I could survive so fine without like making work. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very much questioning the whole like you're an emerging choreographer. Like I said, I don't know. I don't know what I am. Yeah. Um, but that's all part <laughs> of the journey, right? And I feel like this is a conversation where we'll like dive deeper into with each other as well. Like we're interviewing each other, diving deeper into these questions mm. as well as we interview others. I just had a thought it would be great to have one of the youth dancers from your company. Oh, absolutely. On here. Like as you were talking about that. I think they have such a rich view on the world. They would love that. And it would be incredible to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get that in the works. We'll have <laughs> incredible people on this podcast from these youth emerging artists all the way to established to maybe even like post-career artists we'll chat to. Is that a thing? Like, Or, or I just mean like, like post, wait post mid-career you know how there's that level above yeah i don't know 
It's a I, question yeah, we're yeah. talking to Absol- them about. Absolutely. I think that's a good question to, to kind of play around with. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you no, you are right. There are definitely, I'm sure that there are artists out there that, well, I, there, there are artists that we know that no longer work in the industry, but mm. still have a practice. So essentially they are, I mean, if, if from my perspective, they are post-career as in that they've kind of given up their artistic career mm. Um, and career in the sense of like making work, making work, you know, from a monetary perspective as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that are still artists and will be until the end. Yeah. And I think, yeah, interesting conversations of why they stepped away. Yeah. Will absolutely. be having. So it's why did they stay in it for so long and why did they step away? Hmm. Maybe they can help me sort my life out. 100%. <laughs> They'll let you know where to go. Should we finish it off quickly by talking about what we want the outcome of this podcast to look like? Yeah. Or our goals, our aims. I mean, one of my goals, I'm going to dream big here, is to get all dance artists, all Australian dance artists on here at some point in time. Yeah, looking forward to 20,000 seasons. <laughs> <laughs> no, 100%, I think, yeah, that's the goal, to get as many artists as we can. And like a level, like you said, a level of diversity in terms of stages of career and different practices. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously dance is the focus. Yeah. But even dance as a practice is quite broad. Definitely. What are your goals? I think I'm really interested in like collating all the all the answers we get and trying to like maybe even like write a piece of something about what the industry looks like at the moment and why we're all here I think that really interests me that's really cool using the podcast as a way of researching what the industry is and why we do what we do it's so funny I'm like I just want to connect with all the people and talk to all the people yeah you're like I just want to write true (laughs) and research and that's why we're doing this together (laughs) no it is great um you can sign off yeah i think we'll leave it there thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of fickle juice brought to you by chelsea Byrne and erin o'rourke in the next couple of uh, podcasts the next couple of episodes rather um you'll be hearing from some of our peers in the emerging choreographers program and some of our mentors Um, stay tuned I'm really excited to see where this goes and we hope that you are too yeah we'll see you soon